I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> can give you something interesting to look at, but now I messed it up. So uh, uh, we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about direct mail today and other things. But first, a little fun with KFC and their apology video. And here we go. We don't need those forks unless you get the coleslaw, which is pretty good. KFC. Forks are being abandoned. Yeah. Especially extra crispy. I love extra crispy. It was a lot saltier in Canada. I was working with the Hudson Bay Company. We used to get that for our business meetings at the big downtown store. Sorry, utensils. It's finger licking good. You bet. What a great commercial. And let's find out more about it. Okay, let's get over to here and ad of the day from Amy Houston, my friend. Okay, Henry Sh Henry Schofield uh, was the director, and um, fans of the soft rock duo Air Supply will instantly recognize the soundtrack. Courage was the creative agency. Uh, behind the push with the Apology Tour kicking off with a hero film and continuing with print, social, and out of home. Don't see mail in there. Maybe you should have some coupons or something around the stores. That really does work. You can't help but go all in and dig in. No utensils needed. With food so good, you can't help but lick your fingers, said Catherine Bond Debicki, Chief Marketing Officer at KFC Canada. Right, and uh, as I said, they have a little different they have a little different formula in Canada. Okay, so older adults make up just four percent of people featured in ads. Oops, I'm on the wrong slide there. Older adults make up just four percent of the people featured in ads. What do you think of that? Luckily, you have me. <laughs> So you don't have to worry about seeing some older adults here. That guy kind of looks like me, doesn't he? And, uh, yeah, he's like, what's on TV here? What is going on here? What are we What are we exposed to? Brands are still significantly underrepresenting a large affluent audience. Right. Don't boomers have like 50% of the assets or something? <laughs> it's like 20% of the people with 50% of the of the disposable income or maybe 80% of it <laughs> people over age 60 according to new analysis from Creative X the creative tech company analyzed more than 126,000 global ads released in 2022 I think all of those appeared in my digital advertising stream <laughs> do you have ad fatigue well, at least the ads don't show any older people. Everybody's young and happy in all the ads. I wonder if there were any older people in that KFC. I think there were a couple, actually. Well, so good for that. 
Um, 124 million in ad spend, which is just a tiny fraction of all the ad spend. Um, and, um, if you look at, if, if you look at the, those shown in leadership or professional situations, um, this dropped to under 1% of the ads had women over 60 in professional roles. Right. And so today's ads continue to paint a picture of our society that's not representative or inclusive of what we see in the real world. Yeah, when I go to the Piggly Wiggly, man, there's a lot of people walking around leaning on their carts like me. Anastasia Lang, founder and CEO of CreativeX, adds that the ability to analyze these practices at scale represents a first step toward implementing more inclusive campaigns. You know, it's funny because <clears throat> we think of inclusive as being, you know, mixed race. I've owned about six or seven Lexuses, bought more than that. Uh, and um, most of the people I see driving them, you know, are more look more like me than <clears throat> the young uh, <laughs> Gen Z mixed families that are in their ads. I got tired of their ads, but I still like their cars, but I think I'm going over to Acura because they have just silly ads that don't say anything. Anyway, um, so something to keep in mind, you could try mail where, though you might upset the rest of the world by putting older people on the cover, you actually can do that with some assurance of success. There are lists that will pretty well you know, AARP or something will get you that are rentable that you can actually personalize. You can put older people in the pictures. Um, in fact, you can do some one way and some another way, or you could send it to an probably older demographic target list and have young people and have old people and see if old people works. That's the thing that we, 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 we lose track of is we lose track of not just trackable, but we can see the incremental impact of that kind of testing. We can see does the does if you're selling annuity products, for example, I worked with the Billy Graham uh, Association on their annuity advertising and tracking the number of leads generated and looking at creative different creative elements that they used in their ads. One of the big shockers was that if the type was eight point or less, small type, fine print, they got zero leads. It went, it didn't just go down progressively. It went boom like that, eight point. Don't use too small a type if you're, if you're, if you're uh, trying to market to older people. I mean, yes, I have reading glasses, but there's limited value. You know, you want it to be clear. Uh, don't make me work too hard. I've got other things to do. Okay, so you might want to use mail. Um, I'm just talking about the personalization. Now, what each article means by personalization is kind of a mystery. Sometimes it means that it has a name and address on it. And you say, well, all mail has a name and address. No, it could have occupant, could be rural route holder <laughs> or whatever. We used to get mail like that. I think there's some designation like that where it doesn't have to be addressed, but most of it is, most of it that I get is, okay? Uh, and then there's also this homage to uh, 
68% of consumers are more likely to engage with a brand's message when it's personalized, which I always think is, you know, would I engage with something that isn't? Well, yes, you will. And you do because you have to, because direct mail doesn't throw itself away. You can quote me on that. It has to be decided upon. And it goes to the decision maker of the household because not everybody can throw the mail away. We didn't let the kids go get the mail. Uh, You know, I didn't even throw the mail away, you know, because I would have thrown away the Chadwicks and kept the Bass Pro Shops. But direct mail has to go to a decision maker because there has to be a decision made. It may not always be to purchase, but it will always be a decision. Think about that. Okay, so there's always a higher level of engagement, no matter what. Um, but personalized can help, right? Absolutely. Enga- enhance, what's funny is, is that, you know, I would guess most of our lives, most of the mail was addressed to me, even though my wife was the main decision maker. Think about that. Now I notice that quite a bit is is addressed to her. Uh, m- mainly because she writes the checks and... Uh, oftentimes, the nonprofits that we we donate to pick up on that, and that's good. That's the way it should be, I think. Um, she takes care of that part a lot of the time. Okay, you can enhance your multi-channel marketing synergy, right? So, uh, you know, we were talking with a mailer with a cataloger, and we were talking about informed visibility and how we can we can know with certainty. I'm always amazed that people are still using those mail trackers when the Postal Service will let you know at the individual level uh, who just got who just received their mail. You know, it, it's informed visibility rides along with informed delivery. And uh, but it's the flip side that goes back to the printer or the mailer. Right. So that you can see where they're getting mailed. You, you know, you get their name and address and their zip. So you know where your mail is hitting and you can, you know, it's in the mailbox. So you still have time to send something if the, if you have their email, if it's a customer mailing, it's really likely that you will say it's waiting for you in the mailbox and you might be interested in, and that's where you can get hyper personal. If you want to, you know, you bought uh, left-handed scissors before. And so you may want to check our entire collection of left-handed products. I'm just making that up. Targeting. Well, you know, intelligent direct mail allows you to precisely target your audience, ensuring that your mail reaches the right people at the right time. And that's the mantra of digital, which I think is false. I don't think, and I don't think in general, advertising is designed to do that. I think in general, we want to reach the right people often enough that they remember us when the right time occurs. Right. So if you're selling furnace repair, like a lot of Andrew Ettinger's clients uh, are, 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 you know, HVAC contractors in major cities, uh, you know, not everybody's going to need air conditioner repair every day. But today it's going to be like 97 or something. And today might be a day when their, their air conditioner goes out, in which case they're going to want to call the repairman. Which one are they going to call? Well, you know, you might have a sticker on the furnace, but you might also have a uh, you might also have 
a mailer that's been going regularly and offering an, an inspection before get the hot weather hits or an inspection before the cold weather hits here in Wisconsin. And uh, so, you know, we've been saying that about mail. We've been saying that since I got started in the 70s. You know, the direct mail could hit the right people at the right time. <clears throat> I think it, it, it's, it's limited in its targeting for the most part. You can target your customers. You, you do know that they have bought. You do know that they may be the category they bought in. Although, after thousands of, of uh, item level data modeling, modeling based on individual purchases, I can say with confidence that most of that, you know, doesn't really tell you much of a story because 60% of your customers only bought once. They didn't spend much and they haven't bought lately. And that's what it's like, even with transaction level data. So, you know, yes, you can use it, but if you're not mailing 100,000 pieces or more, you know, other than a, a special promotion directly geared to the the category that they've bought, it's, you know, it, it doesn't give you much incremental lift, which we haven't talked about. Uh, the author also mentions marketing that, it, let's say you had a list of 25,000 subscribers, but you don't have the physical mailing addresses. You know, oftentimes, well, if you have, oh, you could have digital subscribers. I mean, if you had a direct mail mailing list you would have the names but if you had a digital you might not and um, they say you can append it my experience with data append has been very poor um, you know figure on 20% maybe uh, that is both uh, is both addressable and verified it's not very so you know you're maybe going to get 5,000 mailable names out of that if you have a big enough list you're going to get some Better, better in your communication to offer something premium that you could mail to them that they will have the opportunity to sign up for and give you their address. There's something to think about. Tracking. Monitor your mail pieces every step of the way. Uh, and, of course, tracking, we've already talked about informed delivery, but what, what we really want to do is we really want to, we really want ultimately, you know, Day after day, week after week, I cover these articles that are basically similar, could have been written by AI, that say mail has value, mail has value. And you know what? We aren't proving that mail has value. As an industry, you know, it's basically falling to the printers. And, you know, you're hard-pressed to find one valid um, control, well-controlled, test that shows the incremental value of mail. Very, very rare. Okay. Andrew does it, Andrew Ettinger. And uh, Brian Dillette told me he does it at LS Direct that they that they set that up for every for every one of their clients that's doing uh, retargeting by mail. That they want to know what matters. And um, there's some very interesting tidbits in my in interview with Andrew or, or with uh, Brian Dillette. And uh, you might want to check that out. I'll try to find the link to it uh, over on YouTube. It's pretty easy to search there. So, um, as usual, this article doesn't take you to testing. It doesn't explain holdout testing. Monday's video, it's an interview with, with Alex, um, 
Monday, I get into some real depth on holdout testing and how that works. And so if you're interested in how to prove male's value, the only proof is incremental value. How much does it do better than what you're doing now? And does the extra cost, because there is extra cost, does the extra cost get offset by the extra value? And that's what we're not giving our clients. That's what we're not showing our industry. And I have yet to see a decent article ever in print about the incremental value of mail, which is really sad. Okay. But on a tracking level, remember that we know who got mailed, right? We know that it got delivered. We know that it was engaged with, as we've talked about. And therefore, we know who engaged with our with our message and didn't buy, which is the missing piece that direct mail offers that no other piece of, of advertising does. You don't know who saw the 126,000 ads. People who ran the ads don't know who saw them. And of the people who saw them, only a small percentage engaged and actually had that message register in their consciousness. Not that unconscious registration isn't some value, but... Mail gives you a conscious, somewhat level, conscious engagement. And that is, that is essential if you're going to do machine learning, if you're going to scale, if you're really going to scale. Okay? And informed visibility says each piece of mail is tracked individually as it goes through production and postal system. Yeah, that's right. And the word test does get mentioned right here. Test the impact of different marketing messages and offers, being able to price... Precisely track each piece of mail is priceless. Right there. That's what you want. You stand out with from the digital noise because it's tangible, physical, and your brain has ten times more synapses for touch than it does for sight. So just picking it up and feeling it gives you ten times the impact of a digital ad. And, you know, comparable increase in price too. Oh, by the way cost more so you better say something worthwhile and you better test it right 71 percent of consumers report they read direct mail the same day whether that's really that important i don't know we don't always get it the same day so in a digital age uh intelligent direct mail stands out as a powerful tool to engage your audience and drive tangible results and you can show incremental benefit you can create a lasting impression and establish stronger connection with your customers. Is it worth it? You can find out. And that's the real lesson here. Have a great day. Like and share. Oh, kudos to yesterday's audience. Man, we got five reposts on LinkedIn. And uh, so the Andrew Ettinger piece went is over 300 impressions already, which is a good one. And um, it's worth a watch. Bye-bye.